0: Citizens of Earth, greetings. Oops, I, I sound like I've been drinking. I sound like I've been drinking, don't
2: I? Yeah, we're really drunk on this episode. Bit. We're drunk. We're we are totally really wasted. Hammered. I'm so sorry. I just, wow, slurred a little bit there.
0: Um, yeah, welcome to the Chinwag. Exc- it's excitement. Yes, it is excitement, actually. It's always excitement. It's always exciting to be here with you, Stephen Osma, on the Chinwag. My my colleague and friend, uh, Stephen Osma, nice to see you.
2: Yeah, great to see you, Paul. And uh, I started yoga uh, for the first time oh. ever, which is, yeah, like like a whole new realm. Of, well, it's painful, it's humiliating, yep. but it's good for you. I can tell it's good for the body. It sure Good is. For the soul. Have you tapped into
0: Have you tapped into the Kundalini, Steve? Oh, I'm all have about you the, released kundalini. the Kundalini. Yes, the chakras are all free and flowing. <laughs> uh, are they aligned? Are the chakras oh, aligned? Steve? Always. Oh, are they always aligned? That's, that's that's fantastic. Do you feel the like the lotus blossoming out of the crown of your head? I Isn't do. That supposed I feel to
2: be? the uh, the the third eye opening. <laughs> it's all the enlightenment's happening, but very painful. Fantastic.
0: But yes, it is. It's it's tricky. I've done it on and off for years. I mean, you know, I I, I can't claim to be any kind of expert at it, but I am clearly a top physical specimen and uh, <laughs> well, it's and I, I do I would
2: not argue credit with I do, I do but
0: credit. But that's, the, yoga that's the purple yams
2: that you've been eating that <laughs> we've talked ah. about the the secret of the purple
0: him. yams <laughs> yes the secret of the purple yams which is a which is a, allegedly a a, a a
2: longevity food a food That's to right. uh, to give you longer life
0: is it really what it is, a purple yam?
2: Well, yeah, apparently in Japan, in Okinawa, and some of these other zones, like yams, and these purple yams are connected to people who live to be 100. And I don't know, I'm grasping at straws for anything. Is any it way the same thing as like longer,
0: blue but... potato chips? Is it, it going to yeah, work for me as like a blue potato chip? Yeah, the
2: benefits arise from eating potato okay. chips. I'm sure <laughs> so <that's eating> the <laughs> same thing. That's, that's the as way blue to potato get to 100. Chips. 100 fantastic
0: well this is that's amazing i'm glad to hear that and i hope that uh i hope you continue with it
2: with it may the, only last a med- week week.
0: that's all right that's, that's hey you know Something. what i mean it's it's all a, a for effort and do, do you do you meditate ever have you meditated i
2: have meditated for uh, in the past i was uh, meditating a lot it's funny you know when i when i live in asia i think westerners think that all the buddhists you know, in Asia are meditating all the time. And in fact, uh, most lay people do not meditate. It's really something that the monks oh, really? do and the nuns do. Yeah, huh. in Southeast Asia, in China, the average Buddhist is not meditating. Uh That's something... Hmm. Lay people are trying to get through through the day, like they're trying to work their jobs right. and raise their kids. Right. So meditation <laughs> right. is a luxury they don't seem to have. Huh, that's but interesting. But yeah, I, I like it. it, but I'm not very uh, religious about it. I'm not... <laughs> I'm not as regular interesting as Interesting choice be. of words. Yes, right.
0: Interesting choice of words.
2: Yeah. And you're so uh,
0: Yeah, I've done it. I do it sporadically for a long time periods of time in my life. And I do have to say that when I do it more regularly, it's I feel the effects of it. It's yeah. like it's a good it's thing. Good. Yeah, good I medicine. feel like it's soothing and calming. Soothing makes me feel good, as does uh, as does being here with you on the Chinwag. Indeed. And welcome to all of our uh, listeners. And before we uh, embark on today's really special journey with a very yeah. special guest, I just want to remind folks, if you don't mind... Could you go to Apple Podcasts and rate us, review us, perhaps? Yeah, please. Uh, it really helps.
2: And Tell your friends
0: about us. It really does. Yes, indeed. And it's really nice to see people's comments. Yeah, uh, we read these. And reviews. It's really fun. We do. And we we, we get lots of ideas and all yes. kinds of interesting comments. People suggest uh,
2: directions for us.
0: Yes, and and it's nice to connect with people. And so send us stuff because we read stuff on the show totally. as well. And and it's it's really fun. And give us the five star
2: reviews if you would, please.
0: Exactly. Now speaking of five star reviews, yeah, Steve, really. God, I'm still I'm still slightly inebriated. I want everybody to <laughs> Work know. through it, man. <laughs> I'm, push I'm on still, through. Yep, I'm trying to get it pushed through, <laughs> and everything's fine. Uh, without further ado, I'd like to introduce our guest today. Uh, It doesn't get any bigger than this, does it, Steve? No, he's huge. Uh, It really doesn't. He's an actor, writer, and author. Uh, His debut fiction novel, as a matter of fact, is now a New York Times bestseller. It's called The Making of Another Majin Mosher Picture. Good Lord. (laughs) You hear that? It's incredible. I just have yeah, I mean, wasted. Yep, had that. Yep, three martini breakfast. <laughs> you microdosed it's way called, too much his on book buddy. Is, yeah, <laughs> His book is called The Making of Another Major Motion Picture Masterpiece.
2: It's, uh, it's a good And book. he would
0: know. He would know because yeah. this is a man who has been in many major motion picture masterpieces. I've had the good fortune to be in one or two with him. Yeah, uh, which uh, movies were you in together? Uh, I was uh, in um, Saving Private Ryan. That's right. And I was in um, Saving Mr. Banks. Oh, Saving Mr. Two Banks. Two movies. He- I'm only in movies that have the word saving in them.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's the, your career, the gerund,
0: the gerund of the word save. They're the only <laughs> movies I can be in with Tom Hanks. So that's it. So the next, <laughs> I don't know what will be next for me and him. But uh, yes, uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a lovely man.
2: Really lovely he guy. He really is. Great guy.
0: Uh, Mr. Tom Hanks. Uh, he also, by the way, has a coffee line. Did you know this? I didn't know. No, this. I did not realize It's called it, but it's uh, a
2: pretty great. Uh, uh, it coffee. sounds great. What he does with the money is amazing for veterans.
0: Yes, so. it sounds great. It's called Hanks with an X uh, Hanks for our troops. And all profits go to those who serve and their families. You can find it at givehanks.com or it's on Instagram. And that's at, at givehanks. Yeah with an that's X. really amazing. Not a KS it's G I V E H A N X. Really we're delighted to have him joining us on the Chinwag. Steve here we go with the great Tom Hanks. Steven, uh a word in your ear, if I may. You and I have talked quite a bit about microdosing. We have. A lot, haven't we? We really have. Maybe too much. I don't know. <laughs> we really have. But you know, my friend, not all of these microdosing drugs are created equal. Psilocybin, for example, perhaps you've heard of that. Yes. When taken thoughtfully at sub-hallucinogenic levels, I'll tell you, it can sharpen your focus, hone your mental clarity, unleash your creativity, expand your mind, open your hearts, and ease your anxiety, all of which I think are a plus. These are good things, right? Indeed, indeed. Now, Schedule 35 takes a science-back approach to microdosing shrooms. They precisely measure out every dose. They verify the age of every one of their customers. They ship discreetly. And better yet, they give you a microdosing regimen that allows you to enjoy the benefits of psilocybin without any of the hallucinogenic effects.
2: Yes. So to get an invite code, visit www.schedule35.co. Schedule 35's goal is to destigmatize and re educate on the science and real world benefits of psilocybin, as well as making it accessible for everyone. Get 15% off with code CHINWAG at Schedule35.CO. That's 15% off at Schedule35.CO and use code CHINWAG. Hello,
0: Mr. Hanks. Rene Levesque.
1: But Rene Levesque Lopper. was a goalie. Was this goal. started, all started because of Rene Levesque, who is a spy for the a, French Ministry a of Espionage. No, she's a,
0: she's a goalie. Her cover is a goalie for the Canadians. Kick <laughs> save Levesque. Oh, Levesque's blocker. Snapchat Levesque.
1: Levesque. from the blue lights. Tabernacle.
0: second? Tabernack. Do you go oh, around yeah. saying Tabernack a lot? Oh, Do you say that? I love that. Do you know that that's the worst... That's the worst thing you can say for a French-Canadian is saying tabernacle. What's that mean? It's, uh, it means tabernacle, and it's, it, you know, it's such a Catholic culture that if you say tabernacle, it just means like, oh, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's the worst thing you can say. It's the most, I mean, and actually it gets shortened to just neck. People will just say neck, neck when they're pissed off about stuff. All right. Here anyway. I'll, I'll tell you. By and, the way, welcome uh,
1: Tom Hanks and welcome Renee hey, show. All right, hey, Stephen. Hey, everybody. So I happened to be I happen to be oh, in gone. Canada uh for the, the, the funeral of uh, of Pierre Trudeau. And it was a big deal okay. I me mean, to be there okay. when Pierre Trudeau died. I mean the country were came Were you to, at the
0: funeral? Were you were funeral? No, 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 no. Funeral, I, I was okay.
1: actually I was actually. I, I, can't, I, I don't know why I was there. I was doing something officiating and, the and, funeral, and, and, and I was watching. Uh, the, you know, the 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 CBC and all of the channels. They were they were just covering yeah. the the train ride that was carrying. Uh, oh God! Uh, sure. Uh, sure, Pierre back to Hull. the sure. Uh, sure. The uh, uh, capital, and it was a day of mourning in all of Ken. I was paying my respects, and I had always I'd always heard that kind of like. Um, Uh, how do I put it? A kind of imitation of Quebecois from people who Uh are not (laughs) Uh, Quebecois. And it always sounded me, come on now, it it can't. (laughs) But then I turned on the, (laughs) the French language channel (laughs) Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's really, I must say, oh, okay, all right. There's so some... no, it's full on. That's it's no joke. Are That's you
2: alienating no the Quebec uh, audience uh, for I'm this gonna show? I'm going to tell is you right you now because no. it's a huge, no. Never. it's a huge the audience. Ke-
1: Quebecois, it is <laughs> La Belle Provence. Uh, it, is, it is. I have had nothing it but. It is more beautiful than I was anticipating when when I like was here yeah. doing something ditto. like that. And I ditto. say, let's celebrate the differences. Indeed. Yeah, no, Absolutely yeah, no. always celebrate the
0: differences. Ditto. I thought I found it an amazing place and I, the people are remarkably friendly and kind and very kind of relatable and there's no there's not a lot of like silliness no. they're very direct very and fun direct. and it's really very great. And also approach. evidently again I'm going to and Tom Hanks as you'll see I'm going to trot out a lot of specious facts as <laughs> that, we yeah, go that's show. Show. So you did a lazy I pulled, Google I pulled, search, I search. you're <laughs> not. No okay. no not even not <laughs> Well even. Go- Paul I'm we worked together this on this is, a couple of
1: movies
0: <laughs> this, is, this is my Google right here. This is it I'm just pulling it out of here but I do believe they have the lowest rate of marriage in the world, which means not really? get married. Yeah, I mean they don't, don't bother? They lot. don't bother. Either? They don't bother. I thought they're they don't Catholic. bother to get married. I thought it was very. Catholic I know, there. isn't that weird? But they don't bother to get married very much. Which you
1: know, which what? is nice. I I, I, I d- discovered when I was up there that a restaurant, a fine restaurant, is completely satisfied by having one seating of <laughs> diners who have a perfectly wonderful time from beginning to yeah. end like they're not uh, hurrying you to get out of there so they nice. they can do it yeah. they, they have a they have a wonderful pace of living up there from they my 72 do. hours <laughs> <laughs> i was In up there, for, there. Right yeah, at the trudeau
0: funeral yeah no i well, the, nah, wasn't it there
1: for that by the way
2: <laughs> but do people live longer it, uh, you know that's an interesting question about these blue zones like is the low stress oh. is the wine steve is, and i were just talking about purple yams purple yams i ain't, yeah. I ain't yeah, going
1: there yeah steve there. tell you it's well, that's the okinawa that,
2: thing it, apparently the japanese have there's on okinawa they have a very high level of centenarians or high number of centenarians and They they sort of look, what is is it in the diet? What is in the social life? And apparently (laughs) these purple yams are in all their diets. And so I'm trying to find the purple yams.
1: All right, now I don't want to have I don't want to live longer if it comes at the cost of eating purple. <laughs> purple? Yams. They could be delicious, if man. If that's strictly what you have well, to do. It's, well, it's like you know that story that says for every minute you spend climbing upstairs, you add a minute to your life, which sounds wonderful until you realize well you spent that minute climbing upstairs. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, you just did it. Now, maybe <laughs> you're spending with, the minute recovering
0: maybe, from the stairs. <laughs> maybe with earbuds
1: in, maybe you get to multitask while you're doing. it.
0: Yeah, I, that it's doesn't the conundrums sound worth it that We
1: all face, don't we? It's
0: true. Yeah, absolutely. A longer life. I don't know. I mean, I'm well. Uh, I it would be those, nice.
1: Those blue zones do stretch around the world. There's more. Yeah. There's more than yeah. one. They. Find that's them. right. There's one I, here. I'm in Greece yeah. right now, and there's one famously uh-huh. that's right. in Greece where they have a lot of centenarians. That uh, I mean, people over a hundred that are yeah. still up and moving around. What is it? a Mediterranean uh, Uzo? diet. Can't uh, go wrong.
2: The Uzo? You think it's the Uzo? No, I don't know. He's living oh, there. See. You tell us.
1: <laughs> it is. It, I tell you what it is right now. It is the island economy. That means oh. it's really expensive to bring in anything off-island. But oh. what grows on every island is really good food for you. Right. So That's the, interesting. The, the, the Greek salad, the Greek Mediterranean diet, all olive I wonder oil, if that kind of— the steps there are stairs. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you walk a lot. So, so again, everywhere. we have tied <laughs> into true. the two. So for every minute <laughs> that it makes sense. Yeah,
0: <laughs> knitting that together. So yeah, the Mediterranean diet is supposed to be good, but as I was saying to Steve, I was like, look, I'm Italian, and I can, I can, I can assure you, that we drop from heart attacks like like flies. I mean, it's like Italians don't seem to live very long. I mean, it, it's so I so I question the whole Mediterranean diet well, thing because they're our Italians Sicilians are sort of more and,
2: intense, maybe, and there's kind of a little more stress. I wonder if it's a frig- Kind between of. people, I don't know.
1: Are we trying to offend everybody on this show? <laughs> <Are we laughs> <trying to laughs> no, wait a second. Apart? Wait a second. Now all wait a second. Italians wait
0: a die. <laughs> wait a no, I'm a, no, 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 no. I'm Italian. I'm Italian. I can say this. I. But that's interesting that you say that, like, because it is a kind of contentious culture in some ways. So I wonder if that's if that's the case. Well, um, I'm,
1: I'm t- glad my lawyer from uh, Rachel Whitley and Bernstein is on because she's flagging everything that I'll have to walk. Oh, back. listen, people, people, people are used to it. <laughs>
0: listen, I'm as I say, I'm Italian. I can I can say whatever I want. Tom Hanks, this is a great pleasure to have Welcome. you joining us awesome. and yeah, thank from you. so far away too. Thank you so much. Delighted, it really is a pleasure. Delighted. Well,
1: the, and, the, and as
0: I say, I don't you didn't formally meet my my colleague Steve Steve Ozma who is a a, a, a philosophy professor I, I, out
1: in Chicago. Now what what's and, your uh, story? How did you guys come come to uh, into each other's sphere uh, sphere of influence?
0: Uh it was a, maybe uh, it was during the uh the, lockdown, the lockdown period covid
1: we met online. And
0: I happened to see... On a dating a, site. A, on a dating site. I happened to... <laughs> I'm just, glad my swiped her right on. <laughs> yeah, I know. Listen, it, 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 only goes, it only gets worse, don't it? I, and we. I encountered... I saw Steve give a lecture, a, a, a talk. He wasn't lecturing at anybody. He was talking uh, about uh, creativity and the imagination and consciousness and stuff like that. Stuff that I'm very interested in. Stuff I find really interesting. And I thought, oh, this guy seems really cool. So I contacted him afterwards and we, we headed off and found we had a lot of interests which include sort of more kind of esoteric, mm-hmm. oddball things yeah. like UFOs or paranormal, Sasquatch and things like phenomena. that or the paranormal. Psi phenomena. Well, But but uh, you know, hopefully not from entirely a goofy angle. But no, from, no. You know, hopefully from... Well, if the imagination from,
2: is sort of the key uh, ingredient in the whole podcast. And so it's why we're interested in artists like you and uh, okay. And it sort of connects to issues of the unexplained, but you also are, the you arts. Are,
1: you, are th- you are right. Currently in a great wheelhouse because I have just finished reading a book by Simon Winchester. I'm not going to guess uh-huh. you come across him. It's called, uh-huh. sure. it is about knowledge. It's about how we know what we know and how, what, uh-huh. how, we, how we store this knowledge. Absolutely uh-huh. fascinating. Yeah. And now That's I am precisely. rereading for the second time. Yuval yeah. Harari, uh, Harari's Sapiens oh, yeah. which I yeah. read when it first came out. And these I have are, not read that. If you're talking about information it's like I'm going through it and I I, I burn up pencils cuz I'm tr- taking so many notes and I can't remember even a fraction of the great stuff. Yeah. I haven't read that. Have you read that Steve yeah, Sapiens? He's he's thing really and- good
2: on sort of the evolution of of the mind like human culture and how like Tom said how we store knowledge in the sort of repository of culture and it can, it's in books and movies, but obviously in in computation and then sort of where's it all going? What's the future of the species? He's quite a global thinker. I got this
1: thing. Look, I only read this just so I can, I can always top somebody at a dinner table conversation. (laughs) Nice. Good. Well, here's something (laughs) I know. Here's something (laughs) I read. Have you read anything? (laughs) (laughs) Um, he, um, uh, uh, Harari speaks of the three great revolutions of all of humankind. The first one was the cognitive re- uh, mm-hmm. revolution, in which Homo sapiens were able to imagine things that were not there, yeah. including uh, cooperation. Ah. Fascinating, and that goes uh-huh. back that goes back hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years. Then the next revolution was the ag- uh, agricultural re- uh, revolution, in which uh-huh. Homo sapiens figured out, hey, you know, if you plant this seed right here, it's going to grow. And so we don't have to move around so much anymore.
0: We can stay here. 100%. Yeah. And
1: then the, the final one, which we are in the midst of right now, the sci- the scientific res- uh, revolution that really just came up just in a in a blip of uh, recently. recently yeah. You know, essentially, yeah. it's so- it's, when somebody invented a faster way to move around than a horse— I remember my son being interested
0: in sort of military stuff when he was a kid, and he wanted me to get him a book about sort of the development of like weapons and guns and stuff like that. And I got this book about ballistics written by some guy somewhere. And he talked about this, which was so interesting to me, was actually the concept of speed being really important and and getting something from one place to another place faster. And that we're in a place now where physically we're able to get places pretty fast. So information speed is becoming the sort of really prized thing now. And I often think that that's one of the real problems we're suffering now is the speed of information. That it's like, you know, too much information now, coming at you too fast is my thing. But the speed thing is really interesting. Also,
2: in addition to the speed, like you, it was six months ago when I said to my students, and these are college students, I said, what should we do about chat GPT in this class? And they were like, well, I never heard of that. That was six months ago. And now everyone is using it to like write their essays and like get around the assignments. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, very quickly people will be able to avoid learning all the stuff they came there and paid their tuition money to learn. So it's, that's troubling to me as well. Not, not just the speed, but also like you don't even have to learn logic or writing or legal writing. You just, plug it into chat gpt there's a piece that
1: i just read about the cognitive dissonance that is going to be in present in ai said it's it's going to do incredibly great things and it's gonna yeah. do incredibly malevolent things yeah. all at the same time. I keep trying to see what the great things are
0: gonna be. I keep having a hard time seeing the good part of it.
1: Do you do ways? you use waves in order to drive around and beat the traffic? That's I do, A-I. but is
0: that ultimately a good but is it ultimately a good thing? Because if that thing goes down, and this has happened to me, I'm driving I was driving in a place I knew. I knew kind of where I was, and I was following ways, which was taking me a route. Wait, that, I don't oh, know what we've gone this is. way before. <laughs> it's um
2: it's a, Where do you live, it it's a Steve? Thing, it's Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Steve. Oh
1: Steve. <laughs> what the hell's ways? <laughs> W A Y Z. It tells you turn left here, turn right there. It affects the driver, but it also affects the neighborhood that you that that I the bet. AI drives you through. Because people used to live in great oh. neighborhoods where the kids could play with their bikes and the cars, but now people are trying to beat the traffic and it's altered neighborhoods.
0: The gimmick with Waze is that it will show you it will it Alternates. will be like okay, I'm going to take you an alternate way that'll okay. get you there faster. Okay, and as you're it. saying, it'll take you through somebody's somebody's like nice quiet neighborhood. Now I here. don't use, but it. if it goes. I, I, well, I am not. I don't try to get yeah, nice. I try not to use it very much because if it goes down, I'm screwed. And I was in a place that I, I knew where I was and I was lost because I'd been depending on this thing. So All right, so let's take, as much let's as take this
1: back a little bit okay. farther. I okay. don't know anybody's phone number anymore. Right. Yeah, right. No. Because it's stored on my phone. Even my family members. Totally. Yeah. I can but tell I you know anything. when I was eight years old, I lived uh, uh, area... Uh, my Go number ahead. was five two 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 three zero. That's uh, that was my number when I was eight. Three eight seven four three five six. And I still tell remember you what my yet. number is now. <laughs> Can't do it. Nope.
0: <laughs> no, me neither. I remember. I remember friends of mine's phone numbers from when I was eight years old. I remember
2: uh, not that's just my own. I remember um, all kinds. Uh, this well, is one of the also that I'm Yuval Harari talks about too. Is we've we have this extended mind where you you offload stuff that used to be in your head onto the devices, and then your memory is totally compromised because you can just go to the device and be like, okay, that's the that's the phone. So our memory is shit. In the Middle Ages, people could memorize like the works of Aristotle and hold it in their heads. It's fucking crazy. And people would train themselves yeah. to do shit like that too, yeah. right? They had I mean, jobs like, doing
1: that. They, I yeah. can recite yeah. the I can recite Homer's Odyssey. Oh, I want yeah. you to come to my right. party, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, gonna <laughs> give to you a, exactly. a, a, a free meal and a goat. Now, the, the, the thing about the thing listen, about, that'll get me to a party now. Still, listen, by the uh, way,
0: Tom Hanks, if you want me to come to your house ever,
1: just <laughs> <laughs> offer a goat. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, it's we're, we're embracing the barter economy here. That's uh, coming down the idea that 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 ai will allow us not just to be the smartest we've ever been but we can be as smart as anybody has ever been because we will know everything that anybody has known uh, we this is an evol- this is an evolutionary place that we're just going to have to uh, uh, take some time and to adapt hard. to it. no we're going to have to adapt to it and the other side of it
0: obviously hopefully will be something Okay. But right now it just seems like crazy mayhem.
2: But I think we're just going to know more and more information and people think information is knowledge, but it's not, it's, it's really just data points. You still need like to live a life and in order to get the wisdom in order to use that information, you can just pile up. Like somebody, one student was saying like, why bother reading Shakespeare when you can just read the summary of the plot like on Wikipedia? Mm -hmm. And I was like, but it, it's in the not—it's in the language where all the the good stuff is happening. Sure. It's fair you know, thoughts yeah, and it's, happy it's, hours.
1: Attend these, Stephen. Right.
0: Uh, Can I ask, uh, do you still, do you, I know that you did, uh, I know that you did Falstaff a little,
1: a few years ago. A little ago, while right? ago, yeah. Can't remember a word of it. Uh, not I, a word I, of really, it, right? We, uh, <laughs> right. We, uh, we have heard the chimes at midnight. That's about us. Okay, that's good. That's good.
0: <laughs> did you do? Did you do the whole? Was it that thing where you no, cut a all fab- of it together? it was a fabulous
1: thing. amalgamation. Dan Sullivan put it together. It was a, a, a bit of Henry Ford Part One, bit of Henry Ford Part Two. And uh-huh. Great cast. We did it outdoors. The problem was, is that uh, we had, I we only had a month to rehearse, and and we only had a month to play it. I could have. I could have yeah. used I could have used a couple more weeks there. <laughs> a little bit. More Let me tell you more something. Days. You, you'll appreciate this, Paul Stephen, yeah. and you'll understand the human mind that goes out of. It. There's the, the one of the greatest pieces of prose, by the way. Falstaff mm. speaks in prose, mm. not mm-hmm. the iambic pentameter, and that that mm-hmm. that alone tells you something about the man and what Shakespeare meant about it. But there's that incredibly great speech about the properties of sack. Uh, meaning wine, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, Orson uh, Welles used to perform it on like the Merv Griffin show. All the That's that. right. How that amazing kind of is stuff. that? Yes, first of me. all, that, that he would do funny. that yeah. shit. He would show up on things yeah. like Mike Douglas and, like, and, do, and yeah. do that. Yeah. Oh, this anyway. overweening child uh, that knows <laughs> not the properties of sack. Uh, and, and that's not an accurate uh, thing. So I'm out there because, good. Because, we, because we only had a month to do it. Um, I had a guy, a, grill, uh, a really great uh, guy, was was always supervising the text form. So I would at the end of every show, he'd say, "A little sloppy here, dead solid here, but come back." So yeah. I'm I'm out uh, on stage doing the doing the the, the properties of sax speech, mm-hmm. and now I gotta say, more often than not, I felt as though I crushed. It. I think you know We're nobody let, it. You know nobody, <laughs> nobody booed. Uh, but I'm Good. out there, and and it's going along so great. And you know that you, you, we try to we try to learn the dialogue so we don't have to think about knowing the dialogue anymore, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You just want mm-hmm. to get it mm-hmm. so that uh, it's just coming out. So it just rolls out like you, the lyrics of your favorite Bruce Springsteen song. Right? And I'm out there, and there was some slight turn of phrase. That led me into my audition speech, uh, that I used to audition with uh, in 1977 78. Oh, wow! From (laughs) Yago, in which I said, Next thing I know, I'm out. And by the way, I did this audition speech 800 billion times. Sure, sir, continue. I follow him to serve my turn. Upon we cannot all be masters, nor uh, all masters cannot be still in there. The still, in there, still, still in there, still in there. Still and lo and behold, I'm out there thinking I'm doing pretty good, and I realize I have just said four couplets <laughs> from <laughs> my audition speeches, yada. The Rock, fucking. And I'm out there, and you know that moment of fabulous panic or swept me, and I'm the only one it. out on love stage, it. so I'm a solo <laughs> thing, so no one is there to look at me love and say, thanks. what's it. your?" Pr-? So anyway, I got back into it, realized what was going was. Be able to get back into the Orson Welles version of uh, <laughs> Sir John Falstaff right. stumbled off stage and went back to change my costume <laughs> and and the guy who was the, the guy who was looking after me looked up from the script and just said what the was that? <laughs> <laughs> pardon my, pardon my use no, of that. Please. I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't know.
0: That's don't incredible. Know. That's so. But and but I would counter that you were definitely in it, man, because yeah. your
1: mind was okay. so free I was and in open. The zone. And by but the you way, just went somewhere. He wasn't really saying it. Wasn't that different kind of stuff? He was talking no. about he was talking about human character. It's related. And, you right, yeah. know how to live and versus how not the audience to live, probably so. didn't notice it. At Here's all. the other no thing: idea. is that no the audience idea. had no okay. idea.
0: no idea. And that happens all the time happens
2: all the time. I I was just saying I've had the good fortune to play Chicago blues with a lot of great Chicago blues players, Buddy Guy, Bo Diddley. And sometimes you get on the stage and you play and you have a horrible night and people are just like, that was amazing. And then sometimes you just pour your heart out on the stage. And people just don't even notice it. You'll have a bad night and
0: people will be like, oh, my God, you were on fire. And you're like, really? I was thinking about the burrito I
1: had for <laughs> well, lunch. Well, sometimes it's good and, to be thinking about the burrito you had yes, out there. Because, because otherwise yes. you're hitting it a little too hard, you know, <laughs> uh, trying to be yes. a little bit too specific. Yes. Maybe it's because it just comes off with a slight difference, you know? So there is a moment of originality out there. So right. You know, the worst thing in the world, I think, is to feel like you're doing it out there by rote. I did a. I was in a play on Broadway called Lucky Guy, and I was on stage with a great actor by the name of Peter Garrity. I don't know if you know Peter. He's I know.
2: I know he He's a yeah. great,
1: great guy. And we had we had a scene at the end of the first act. That we had done probably hundred and forty times. No, and that's just yeah. performing it, never mind rehearsing it. He'd always do it a little bit different just because that's the way because he can, you know, he's just that yeah. kind of guy. Yeah. And I was out there listening to him one night, and, and suddenly he said it in a way that I thought, that's what this scene is about. Ah, that's awesome. That's what we're talking cool. about now. That's I have awesome. been doing this wrong yep. the entire The wrong time. the entire time. That's amazing. <laughs> and it's, that's when that's you're, amazing. I think that's when you're into the buddy guy aspect of it, yeah. you know? That's when you're in the flow. Yeah. You only got, there's only so many frets and so many, you only have so many words out there, but man, yeah. you can spin those things in but, ways. But that do these,
2: do some of these skills that you guys have as actors, do they translate to you as a writer? Because we've been loving your book. Are there actors? Indeed, Are there acting skills that you think
1: translate an interesting to writing? Question. I will say this. Yes, because it starts on the opposite end of it. Now, Paul, back me up on this. Mm-hmm. I think actors do a, a ton of writing bef- uh, on their characters that no one ever sees, no one ever reads, mm-hmm. no one ever mm-hmm. is aware of. Because our mm-hmm. job, I think, is to show up with ideas that are not on the page. We, oh. we have to come in with all of our, uh, all, all of our mojo, all of our, why are we, why did we walk into mm-hmm. the room? Our characters, mm-hmm. why are we in this scene? Mm-hmm. Well, I think Why are that, we here? Why are we here? And we mm-hmm. do that writing prior to, so, so mm-hmm. that no one has to tell us what we're doing or why. You oh. know, even if it comes <laughs> down to uh, uh, get up and look out the window. I don't ever mm-hmm. need to be told why I have to get up and look out right. the window? I say right. I know exactly why I'm getting up. I got it. Yeah, Man. I can make that. No, I understand I can, yeah, why I, can make I do that. that. Don't, yeah, don't, this guy would do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't uh-huh. don't don't worry about it. Now the way the way that translates sometimes when directors or somebody else you're working with you say so. What do you think this is? The scene is about. I always say. Oh, oh, I know what it's about. I want That's- to win. That's what this scene is about. I want to win. <laughs> sure, that's what it is. So you take that, and then you you would. Paul, have you done any writing? Have you have you like?
0: I I I want to. I do sometimes to sort of amuse myself, but I I, I I'm I have the. Focus, I have the focus powers of a fucking gnat. You would make a so good writer, ever, though, dude. You should. I would like well, to try some you of that. Dude, just do but, it but, 25 but, minutes in yeah. a shot. You can I, get that's it. That's what I have to do. I know. I know. When, you,
1: when, when all of the writing that I've done, it comes from the same perspective of I write it and then I look at it and say, that ain't quite it. And then I rewrite it, and I say that ain't quite it. And I keep going. I say, well, maybe I can balance that out with the next paragraph. Hey, I almost did. Let me go. It, ah, that's, that's that's interesting. That's what it is. What it all is. And you know, like if you come to a movie, you'll see Paul. And I've seen Paul do this. Oh, god. And I, he's no. probably seen me do it. And you're just over in a corner mumbling to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And, yeah. You're sort of. Yeah. All it is yeah. is just so because man, that ain't it. That ain't it. This uh, is it. This that is ain't it. it. I, 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 now, but the y-
0: interesting thing with a movie is you can do what you just said. If you feel like you missed something in one part, do you sometimes feel like you can make up for it in another part when oh, you're
1: the, the, you know what they absolutely because it's so, so um uh how how was that, Tom? I said, I don't know. I, <laughs> I didn't see it, you <laughs> saw it yeah, you're too I'm close not to I did I not. Not. Yeah, That's your job, yeah. pal. Yeah. I have no <laughs> idea. Like when I go back now. Even as far as going back to something like Peter Scaleri, God bless him, I lost, he was in in Lucky Guy. We uh, lost him just last, about a year ago. He was awesome. I go back to see, like, clips of the show we did in 1980, uh, you know, a a, a half-hour sitcom. I look at that, and I remember Peter's lines. Wow! Right. I, scenes with just me and him, and I said, oh, "Oh, Peter says this great thing. Oh, right? well, what right. Look what he does." I don't remember my lines. I don't remember that's anything. Fascinating. That's there fascinating. It, you know why? Is because I, I I saw Peter do it. You oh, know, I was watching yeah. him right right there when he did it, and it it's like that right. thing. That whether he's good, good or bad, I thought he was always just killer. It was I like think
0: hurt. though, Tom Hanks, that that's not. Typical of actors oh. that oh. he imprinted, he, yeah, that stuffer. he imprinted on you <laughs> so profoundly, and and having worked with you, I can I, I know, and from watching you know that that you're not a guy who's thinking about
1: yourself all the time. Uh, well, um, um, and yet um, I um, am, unstated. and yet I am. Well, because, yes, you are. Part you know, of you has you have to, because to little, at yeah. some point it cannot matter what anybody else does. I mean, you got you certainly you play ball without a doubt. It's playing center field in baseball you got to yes. move forward back to the left you got to run in to get it you got to lope over to get it you have no idea what's going to come at you all you know is all you really think of is please don't hit it to me uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'd much rather just <laughs> back up a play at second base please so don't put me <laughs> so you <true>. actually <laughs> say something in your in
0: your in this wonderful book of yours which is called uh, the the making of another major motion yeah. picture masterpiece you have a great line that says one of the one of the best things an actor can hear is we don't need you we don't need you today
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: well actually we don't need you today and even better is when you're at work and they come and and go you know what you're apt we don't need-. and I'm like oh my god
1: fantastic and it
0: feels like it feels like you feel like you did when you were a little kid a and reprieve. you could like go out and play in the street until like it was summer and you could play in the street until <laughs> 9 o'clock at night you're just like Ah, this is great.
1: I heard this great story about uh, Gary Cooper. Uh Uh, Uh-huh. Two stories. One is um, uh, Lloyd Bridges, who I worked with in a a movie a million years ago. Lloyd Bridges is in High Noon.
2: Okay. That's true. Lloyd
1: Bridges is in High Noon. Now, he had a slightly bigger part. That's true. So they cut it down. But you lock, watch, I know there's Lloyd Britches in uh, By yeah, the way, right. at, the, at the height of the Red Scare, which was not an easy thing to do. But I had read this, uh-huh. I had read this thing about what he said. He said it was, just, it was a, impossible to work with Coop Gary Coop because you couldn't overact him and you couldn't <laughs> underact him. Yeah. <laughs> right. so, because if, if you overacted him, you looked like you were, you know, like a doing a pantomime. Yeah. And there's no way to right. underact the guy. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Underacting, uh, him. He no. could it's cut all his lines yeah. down <laughs> to the word yuck. And that, that communicated yeah. everything. So that was one part of it. Yep. So, so I always pictured like Lloyd Bridges and a bunch of guys talking about what what do you look for in a script? What do you look for in a part? What do you look for in a movie? Well, I'm talking this, that. Well, I, I I work for a moment to steal the scene. I look for a moment when you know, you have the line that kept. Cap- I look for a great interest i look for i look for love interests and so we said what do you look for in a screen uh mr cooper he said days off, <laughs> days
0: off. <laughs> <laughs> i gotta tell you <laughs> i gotta tell you it's kind of yeah. true i mean it's like it's kind of true have and you not shown
1: the- up have you not shown up at work uh, at 4 <laughs> 45 in the morning right ready to do it <laughs> and the ad yeah. is out there and say oh yeah hey, excuse me mr giovanni please call me mm. Paul." Paul, yeah. um, there's been a switch around, so I don't think uh. we're going to get to you before lunch. And you're said, like, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> you're just Man. like, oh, nothing could be sweeter. It's like I'm just going to settle in
0: and, and just but your whole, relax. your
2: whole book sort of like uh, reveals this <laughs> like uh, sort of like a iceberg in a way. Like we see, schlubs like me, see the star and then they see the movie and they don't know what's happening in this sort of underwater iceberg of the movie making. And like you're showing and it's an in your novel. An iceberg yeah. is a good analogy. And that's a very that's good analogy. Very good analogy. <laughs> it's a, it's
1: and you really guys get, you get like
2: sainted, but you also get demonized if the movie isn't, isn't you know, a hit. And that's true. So you sort of get some privileges from it, but also you take the fall if the whole film doesn't go well. I suppose so. I mean, I, it depends. Well, I'm I blame mean, the problems. This is That's this how you I do blame, it.
0: You, bl- yeah. you blame me. This yeah. is my
2: philosophy. Well,
0: it was nice to read like a Hollywood book that wasn't just like God. It's a cesspool of vice <laughs> and infamy, and <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know, everybody's just horrible. I mean, you have you, you acknowledge it. You acknowledge it, but it's actually about working. And you get the whole scope of a movie in there from pre-production. And you have people having to find an old light bulb factory in order to set up, you know, whatever you need to set up in there to shoot in. And it's true. And you go to these little towns and you go to these bizarre little places. I love how much you have about food Uh, in the the thing. How much everything revolves around food constantly. You're always talking about food and everybody's always worried about food and coffee and food. And It's, it's funny how...
1: It's 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 the whole thing is food basically. You know, you look at one of the things uh, uh, I realized that, you know, the guys who the grips grip electric, you know, major department, yeah. right? These are the guys, men and women, who do heavy labor all yes. day mm-hmm. long. Yes, and you know what? As they get older, their knees go out. yeah. And they have oh, problems yeah. with their backs. You know, oh, and yeah. they end up getting other kinds of in, other kinds of jobs to go along with it, and you, they there's a caloric intake that is necessary in necessary. order to do that work. Absolutely. I mean, how often, Paul? How often have you been out on a set and it is friggin' hot? hot. It is miserable and many cold. Or cold. Ways. Or cold. Yep. One of the the the, cold. the 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 climate is brutal. The setting <laughs> is brutal. Just getting from you know the base camp to where you're. Shooting is brutal. It's crazy. And yeah. You want to complain because you're wearing a kooky costume <laughs> that may not may not match, you know, may not match the, yes. the temperature of the day. This yes, is something yes. that happens Perhaps, all the yeah, time. Yeah, a little uncomfortable. <laughs> but yeah. you know what? They they set up a little warming tent for us, uh, or you know, <laughs> and there's a little <laughs> heater in there, and everybody else is essentially exposed to the yes. elements yeah. all yes, day. all day long. In that case, it's crazy. You got to have some good food available—breakfast, lunch, yes. and the, yes. and for the evening—and yes. that food's got to be coming out all the time. Yes, wow, Got yes. You got to eat. No, you it's gotta a. Drink. It's a. It's a. People don't realize it's a
0: funny place. It's this, this artistic environment that's also it's a work site. It's a. It's a. It's a genuine work site, and just go with me on this because I one of my favorite things on any movie I do is the dolly grip guys—the camera dolly oh, guy. <clears throat> which is a job, Steve. It's the guy who has to move. There's the camera, and there's the camera operator. It's an extraordinary job. There's the whole camera team of the guys who are checking. That. It's not film anymore, but the guys who used to load film or check the camera. There's the focus puller, focus which is an amazing puller. job. Amazing God. job. Guy has to yeah. keep it in focus as I'm moving my head too much. <laughs> and doing it with- You got to keep it in focus. But there's the guy who has to move the camera. The camera's on a big trolley oh. thing. It's on this cart, and he has to push it around. He has to raise it if it has yeah, to rise. It's got a little knob So he's,
1: he's got to raise it, pushing and raising. Yeah. So this
0: guy has to move this huge thing around. He's bending over all the time. He's pushing this fucking thing around <laughs> like this. But not only does he have to do that, if you're giving some moving speech and it has to move in on you at right, the, the right speed and stop at the right point, he has to do that.
1: Uh-huh. He's doing that.
0: So it's this guy who's keyed into your performance as well uh-huh. as being a dude who has to move this goddamn big thing around. Wow. And I always think He's to myself, very sensitive. who are these guys? Yeah. It's a yeah. really particular skill set. So you get these strong dudes who are really sensitive to what's yeah. going on. That's cool. It's an amazing thing. Don't yeah. you love it, those guys? Amongst yeah.
1: amongst us, if someone would come to say, "Oh my gosh, that that shot where you came out and you that long, and you just got bigger long, and bigger yeah, in the frame, yeah. and yeah. we could see and it, it all in and, your eyes," yeah. how'd you do that? And what you want to do is say, "Well." A guy named Mongo, the <laughs> dolly master. <laughs> he <laughs> put this thing down yeah. he so moved it specifically. Yeah. and if it, yeah. was, if it wasn't for the, if it wasn't for Mongo, we would not have had that, that shot. That shot wouldn't have worked. I just stood there. And and this is kind of like, one of the reasons that, honestly, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to alter the the world. I was just trying to tell a, a an interesting story in a new way. But when I, when I was talking to uh, my, my crack publishing team. they said, would you like to write a novel? And I said, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you bet. <laughs> you bet. You know what else I'd like to do? Brain chemistry. I'd like to get into. Paul. I'd like to do that too. I'd, I'd Nuclear think. fission. And I said, <laughs> yeah, totally. like civil He said, well, they say you know you have you you do you have an interesting day job that people would write about. I said, there's no. Now I'm I'm not interested in in doing that. Oh, uh, uh, except but then I thought, but wait, I would uh, like to uh, write about the people that I have worked yes. with.
2: Yeah. All, yeah. we don't know, see that. People like me don't no, see that. Yeah. You don't.
1: The the specificity of what people have gone through to be Paul, honestly. The best in their business. Yes, the, the guy absolutely. who hooks up the generator truck is the totally. best in his business. <laughs> the you know? best. The guy, the video
0: assist guy who can play. The, I mean, whatever a it teamster is, teamster
1: coordinator. Like, you know
0: that. No, guy. and I'm always sitting there going, my skill set is like ridiculous. I can like, I can do a funny fart. Brr, I can do that's funny. You know what I mean? It's like, but this the skill set these people have is extraordinary. And and then they're Patience and their endurance and what they'll put up with yeah, yeah. is even more extraordinary. And you really, you get to all of that in this book, like, amazingly. Here's the thing I want to introduce about the book, and it'll take us to a more esoteric topic. Excellent. Uh, which is, the thing I really thought was cool about your book is you don't just get the breadth of the actual working environment. You get this interesting breadth and time of what it, what it goes into making the movie that goes back into time, Actually, and that it's not just you know there's the space of time of making the movie and that gets crazy. You call it the blur, yeah. At one point, Very where people specific. just lose starts, sight of what the fuck. It starts on this day and it ends on this day. But you don't. Who the fuck knows what the hell's happening from one second to the next? And it's kind of weird mayhem. And but what's really cool is that this story is about you go back to the source material for the movie that's being made. It's a comic the whole book story. Right? The whole yeah, but the whole story starts. With this kid and his uncle, and his uncle comes back from the Second World War from Okinawa, and he's a kind of PTSD soldier, Marine from the war. And the kid ends up reading a comic book about a flamethrower operator, and that's what his uncle did. And then twenty years later, he's kind of in the underground comics world, and he draws a comic based on that's got a kind of supernaturally superhero thing. And then years later, it gets that gets picked up by a guy who goes, "Oh, this will make a good movie," and he changes it in his way. And it's this. The change of time in America is 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 done, but also the whole idea that the movie expands out into time, and your book begins and ends with this one guy who's this marine in Okinawa is really cool, and it, it reminds you that the thing is existing in time. That, you know what I mean? Like there, there's all this time went into making this movie. There's all this backstory
1: that goes to people you don't even fucking know. Well, that, who that, that is, yeah, are. that's the thing that I think that somebody on the movie, the actors and certainly the writers and somebody in the director, yes. can bring to it that ends up going on. You don't have to go back very far to say, you know, ton of movies that are you know literally the bread and butter of the industry right now began because these guys wrote this cuckoo comic <laughs> oh, <yeah>. strip <laughs> yeah. in the right. 1930s mm-hmm. totally about a, a guy who could leap tall buildings in a single right yeah out of that comes the billion dollar industry that that we have
2: right right, now.
1: But,
0: did, and right. but but the but the soil of what those came out of, too, yeah. Yeah. Superman and all these things and what those and the, and, and rooted in a history and stuff like that. It's fascinating.
1: You end up sometimes you're sitting around uh, in that fabulous time of pre-production where you're just kind of really you're just bullshitting about how you're going to corral all these sheep into a movie, you know, mm-hmm. and someone will mention something like. Uh, Charlemagne had this problem in the uh, the north of France in uh, you know in the, in 1200. Then you, so you end up going or reading about you right. know something right. that right. That, uh, that that Charlemagne went through. You end up having all these little little Googleplex AI generators in our wow. heads, yeah. and what we're just trying to do is wring out the most universal meaning from any individual scene. Mm, and you go back a long friggin friggin way like Paul in as, as I'll re- the the thing that we did together, John Adams. You know, <laughs> I say did together. I stopped by Little. for a day and a half and said, "Hey, how's <laughs> he it going?" He came doing? by. I, was, I, I would find him over a craft service, having a you know, or having <laughs> hey, a man, <laughs> hey man. Hey, where are they putting you up?
0: <laughs> uh, talk about talk about inappropriate okay. costuming and inter- in the wrong. Yeah, that, that was it. Good <laughs> high button <laughs>
1: shoes, man. I really, yeah. Oh, you more leather, please. you actually making it. It's 113 corner. out. I need more leather. I need a I need a heavier. Wig. there is a uh, yes. you you uh you had a line in there I believe where you talked about uh the difference between having a choice uh, uh, of, uh of governance for the first time as opposed to uh you know King or the climate there was a thing yeah. in there uh, did you, did you uh-huh. recall that you um, vaguely vaguely, vaguely, vaguely. He said you know vaguely. we would, you know and in that line yeah for the for for all of history no one has had They've had the same choice in, oh, in yes. who their leaders was as, as they had in climate. As they yeah. do in what the climate oh, is. They, That's yeah. right. Yeah. The sun That's is right. hot. Guess yes. what? You're hot. Yeah. It's yes. cold. Yes. Guess Too what? It's humid. You're yeah. humid. You yep. don't have any choice yep. in it. This is your can. Yeah. This and is your you Look, you're going back to 2001 of Space Odyssey, the dawn of man. You're going yeah. back into a really friggin', friggin' deep kind of like mode. That was focused yes. around, you know, what happened at Independence Hall in 1775, or or, yes, or what right. have you. And then along with that, I think just comes a, 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 a all of all of some degree of like uh, human human suffering. And and in the book, and I'll say the name just. Because we're on a podcast for God's <laughs> sake. I said it, but I'm saying it again, I'm saying again. <laughs> there, is that, that is, there is that grab bag of serendipity that I've, I've gone to. You know, I've just never uh, said, I, I'm going to go back to everything I've ever read, everything I've ever been moved by. And I'm going to mm-hmm. try to bring it into this, uh, into this scene, into this, into, uh-huh. uh, into this moment. And doesn't matter where it comes from as long as it reflects right. uh, human behavior. Well,
0: that was quite uh, quite the chinwag
1: with yeah. Mr. Hanks, was not it That not? was a true chinwag, I
2: think, because we were really not only all over the map, but he is really <laughs> a listener, you know, and he's really yes. trying to, like, go into new territory, which I really loved. It was awesome.
0: He really was, wasn't he? Like, notable yeah. how intently he was listening, yeah. which is a lesson to us all, certainly to Indeed. me, who just can't stop running me off at too. the mouth. <laughs> it's the classic thing they say about great actors is that they're great listeners. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you really can see that with him. And you know, it was it was awesome. Yeah, we really, really covered cool. a lot of uh Fascinating ground. And in fact, I think we talked to him so much, there's probably going to be a second part of this sucker
2: coming yeah. at you. Uh, he was very because generous. There's a with lot,
0: of, time. lot of uh, very generous with his time. And he was in Greece for crying out loud. Yeah. He had much better things to do go sit in the beach and drink some oozoo. Drink some yeah. I think of the same thing. Yeah, I mean, do something. <laughs> have a, yeah, my God. Go You're have just some, talking about haloumi, some and... grilled halloumi and so, yeah, I know. And I, I got to sit to talk to these guys. And, you know, have some fucking nice fresh fish and olive oil and, God, get out of here. But no, that was really, really pleasure. He's looking really good for that
2: Mediterranean diet, you know. He looks fantastic. He, he does. You know, he, he looks, looks fantastic. Like he, he, his weight goes up and down a lot for the roles. I noticed you do that too. Like, you guys sort of change well, your bodies, you know, for his, the rolls. But he
0: generally seems to be very sort of fit now, and it's really nice. Oh. Yeah, me, that's because I can't keep my hands off the cheesesteaks and the cannoli. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> the it's cannoli. like, that's I it just, the yeah, the cannoli. I just can't, yeah, I can't. More cannoli <laughs> for me, that's always a must on any film set. Is there cannoli? <laughs> My my trailer needs to be filled with cannoli. It's in the uh, writer. Fantastic. I'll be there. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I have the Orson Welles claws in my uh, in my rider. <laughs> Is there cannoli? <laughs> that's terrible. The Orson Welles. I shouldn't say it. Orson Welles? Why? He didn't, you know, that's terrible. Why did I just say that about him? He was a great, <laughs> great man. And thank you thank you all for joining us as well, loyal yes. listeners.
2: Uh, and as always, please find us on Instagram, Twitter. And they do find us. And we've been getting letters and uh great comments uh, and on YouTube too there's wonderful animations yes. happening there by Alex Alex Sokol. Sokol's Fantas- fantastic, fantastic
0: animations are beautiful and we'll keep reading those letters and we will address yeah. your questions on the air and uh, thank you so much friends for joining us once again yeah and wag on uh, <laughs> that's chinwag. Chinwag chin wag on and sign off bye
2: Chinwag is a production of Treefort Media and Touchy Feely Films, hosted and executive produced by Paul Giamatti and Stephen Asma. Executive producers for Treefort are Kelly Garner and Lisa Ammerman. Dan Carey is executive producer for Touchy Feely. Our series producer is Rachel Whitley-Bernstein. Original theme music by Luke Topp with additional music by Via Mardot. Oscar Guido is our executive in charge of production. Tom Monahan is head of audio for Treefort. Animation created by Alex Sokol. Editing and mixing by Jeff Neal. Lastly, for more information, go to chinwagpod.fm. And find us on Instagram or TikTok at chinwagpod or on Twitter at chinwag